Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, February the 5th, 2023. This service was recorded on January the 29th, fourth Sunday after Epiphany. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lecture is Kathy Harn. Thank you to Jim Weirs for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you to be seated, and if you'll pull out your bulletin insert, let us pray together the prayer of the day on this fourth Sunday after Epiphany. Holy God, you confound the world's wisdom in giving your kingdom to the lowly and the pure in heart. Give us such a hunger and thirst for justice and perseverance in striving for peace that in our words and deeds the world may see the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's holy word for God's holy people. Good morning. The first reading is from Micah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, with this preface. With the mountains and the foundations of the earth as the jury, God brings a lawsuit against Israel. God has wearied Israel with a long history of saving acts. God does not want or expect lavish sacrifices to attempt to earn divine favor. Rather, God empowers the people to do justice, to love loyalty to God, and to walk shrewdly in God's service. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? In what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised, what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. 
With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. The word of the Lord. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil things against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the revealing Lord Jesus Christ. So we've been following during this time of Epiphany, this aha moment in the time of the church year. And Jesus learns that John the Baptist is arrested and so he immediately makes his way all the way up to Capernaum. And Jesus begins his ministry. And he's healing. And he's caring for people. And people are beginning to realize that maybe this Jesus, this person in the north, could he be the Messiah, the anointed one? The one whom John had baptized and he had been witness to and saw the Holy Spirit rest upon him and hearing from the heavens the voice, that divine voice that said, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. Could this be he? And so people are coming. They're coming in droves. They are coming from Jerusalem. They're coming from Bethlehem. They're coming from the southern region and they're making it all the way into the north. And they're coming. And Jesus sees the crowd. And they sit. And Jesus' disciples then coming. And Jesus begins, he begins to share the Sermon on the Mount, that famous sermon. And he uses those words, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now you can interpret this differently. You can say, happy are the poor in spirit. Happiness is going to be theirs or is theirs now. The other thing that we have to remember, the other message that we heard early on in Matthew's gospel, and we'll hear it throughout Matthew, is, and Jesus shares the same message that John the Baptist was, repent. Turn around. Go the other way. 
For the kingdom of heaven is near. For the kingdom of heaven is near. So this gospel, very popular, you've heard it from time to time, it's be attitudes. To be of an attitude. The word bless also can be translated as happy. In any of these situations in life are not happy events that Jesus is lifting up. Poor. Whether it be poor in having food or shelter or clothing or poor in spirit, lacking the spirit, having to do with life, life beyond self. Does the world get you down? Or meek, unable to defend yourself, household or goods, those who are taken advantage of, we hear it all the time in this world. Or hungry or thirsty. In this case, Jesus says for righteousness, to have a voice to be heard, to make things right and that have been wronged upon them. Yet Jesus declares these people are blessed in the light of God's rule that now has come into their midst. The Beatitudes create what they declare. A place in the kingdom of heaven now. Comforted now. Inherited good things now. Find God's favor now. Jesus declares that the new world of God's rule actually is now. Today, in 2023, we have a broken world. Sin is prevalent. You have those who have and you have those who have not. It also means a promised future, a world without end, without sin and trespasses and debts. We have a new order has come. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus now teaches about this heaven that's in our midst. And notice that they, are, they do not come depending upon their faith. This has nothing about being religious. Nothing about being religious. It doesn't even require their faith. Or even knowing who Jesus is actually. We've heard, we think, we're heading up there, we're sitting, we're hearing him preach or teach. Wow, the things that he knows. Even so, God has made us co-creators with Christ. I love this um, Psalm 8, especially now that Liz and I are experiencing the blessedness or the happiness of being grandparents and thinking about little, the little one with fingers and, and uh, it, it's, just, it's hilarious, isn't it, how they're moving their arms around and all of a sudden they whack themselves upside the head and they blink, but you know what I'm talking about when the kids are moving and everything's a moving? And I think of Psalm 8, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars that you have established, what are human beings, that you're mindful of them, and that you've made them a little lower than the angels, that you care for them, and you crown them with glory and honor, and you've given them dominion over the works of your hands. Who are we? That God cares so deeply and invites us to be co-creators there's an order in God's kingdom. We see it in the prophet Micah, his prophecy. What shall, what shall I come, with what shall I come before the Lord? Shall I come with that perfect sacrifice? 
Should I give my firstborn for my transgressions, my sins, and my debts, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? No, says the Lord. Well, what is it that you require of us, God? Your kingdom has come near. The prophet has shared some 500 years earlier. It is a ministry. It is a calling. It is doing. So what's required of us? To do. To do justice. To care for those who have not. It's to love kindness. Who doesn't love kindness? And it's to walk humbly with our Lord. We're not in this alone. Do for others as we would have them do unto us, says the Lord. Jesus, in his parable, is, shares about the, the separating of the sheep and the goats on the day of judgment. You know, there's nothing that we can do to inherit the kingdom of heaven. It is a gift. It is a sure gift. But knowing the gift that we have, the gift of eternal life, there is something that God asks of us that Christ is asking of us. And so let me just share with you from Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory. Now this is after Jesus' death and resurrection. When the Son of Man, and actually Jesus is telling this before his death and resurrection. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people from one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he'll put the sheep at his right hand and the goats on his left and then the king will say to those on his right come you are the blessed by my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world from the very beginning for when I was hungry you gave me food when I was thirsty you gave me drink when I was a stranger you welcomed me when I was naked you gave me clothing when I was sick you took care of me when I was in prison you visited me when I the righteous will answer Lord when was it that we saw you hungry, gave you food, or thirsty, and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you as a stranger and welcomed you, or naked, and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick, or we visited you in prison? And the king will answer him, truly, I tell you, just as you did to the one of these, you have done also unto me. We are invited God's kingdom is here and now. It is broken world. God has entered in. The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. So as to say, here it is, or there it is, for in fact, the kingdom of God is already amongst us. Remember the Pharisees kept challenging Jesus. What do we need to look for? What sign are you going to give us? But the kingdom of God is here and now. The kingdom of God comes not because of us, but, be, but for us. God's rule is actually here now this, in this broken world. And there is... And there are ways that we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God in caring for our neighbors. I remember working for the Good Samaritan Society, and one of the things I put to memory was the mission. I was a nursing home administrator, and the mission was to share God's love and word and deed by providing shelter and supportive services for older persons and others in need, believing that at Christ's love, everyone is someone. And so we lived out caring for others who couldn't always care for themselves. And as a nursing home administrator, there are times when people are in those gaps. And, you, you, and, and I realize that you work in a corporate world, but you've got to have some common sense. And there are times when we fall through those cracks. 
And oftentimes we have sons and daughters who will step forward and say, Mom and Dad couldn't care, they couldn't pay for their care. We were so close in making that bridge. We were able to close some of those gaps with the foundation to help. Because we know that people find themselves in those difficult places in life. There's two other wonderful nonprofit organizations, not ones that I've worked with, but like you have seen grow. The one was founded some years ago in Idaho Falls, I believe, Idaho, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, and it caught the eye and the interest of Heather Weirs. She even, in fact, flew out to Idaho to learn about this ministry. About Now, this isn't religious. This is about caring for people who don't have beds and uh, getting them off the floor or off the chair, the couch, to have their very own bed. This isn't religious. This is about the kingdom of God is amongst us. We are called to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with our Lord. And so it's all about being kingdom builders, co-creators. That's Psalm 8. Who are we, mere mortals, that you are mindful of us and made us a little lower than the angels to care for people? And then I was reading the paper the other day. Ooh, that's a bad headline. Somebody shot in their home, which is awful, but, but keep wishing. Keep wishing. Heather Weir is, again, not, she doesn't like me to do this. Nobody does. We, our German pride gets in the way. We don't want to be talked about. But something sparked her interest, and it goes back to her grandfather some years ago who happened to go to a nursing home a little bit earlier than, or maybe didn't even want to go to the nursing home, but that was the only way in which we could care for grandfather. And those people that work in nursing homes, some of them are the most wonderful people. There was a nurse, or it could have been a CNA, and she wanted to make something happen for Heather's grandfather. He wanted to go fishing one more time, and so the nurse set it all up, and he got to go fishing with his grandchildren and uh, maybe children. And he remembered that day. And it was shortly after that that he died. What a wonderful act of kindness. What a wonderful thing of doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with our God. Jesus, the Beatitudes, blessed are they. Happy are they. And so I'd like to invite uh, Heather and Nick forward at this time, and Nolan can come forward too if he'd like. It's a whole family operation. Would you be willing to come on up here and take a seat? Nolan, you can come up here too. We, he didn't know I was going to do this either. Put you on the hot... There we go. We need another... Ch You're just going to have to... Brother, that's right. Thank you, Grayson. I didn't see you there. So I, I think about, oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I think about um, two words came up in the article that, that Kim Brooks wrote. And uh, you mentioned time is the, of the essence. And if you've heard me sharing, Jesus said the time is of essence. And after John was arrested, immediately went north. And uh, here he's talking about happiness. That's the other word, happiness or blessedness. 
So I have a couple questions for you. What was it that, first of all, what was it that motivated you or nudged you to step into the world of sleep in heavenly peace and keep wishing? Two very different things, but doing pretty much the same thing. We're either making a bed or we are creating a, a memory. Um, I like helping people and I just want to say I am no different than anyone else here. There's people that come up and talk. There's people that bring treats. You guys make take treats for your kids' classrooms. I mean, I don't feel like I'm any different. It's just a broader, all of Jones County and, and I couldn't do what I do if it weren't for you guys because I'm always asking you guys to help. So I don't feel like I'm doing anything different than anyone else. Um, I, like I said, I like helping people to get kids off the floor into beds. It's something people don't think about and um, something kids don't ask about as far as helping with keep wishing. I kind of feel like sometimes people in the um, nursing home or assisted living maybe not get forgot about, but people feel like they've already lived their lives and they're maybe not the forefront of everyone's attention. And not everyone um, had plans to go to the nursing home or however that works out, and they still have wishes. They still have a life they want to live. Excellent. Thank you. Doing justice, loving kindness, walking humbly with the Lord. It's not religious. It's not religious. It's wanting to do, wanting to do for others. Um, as you pre as you put together, and I know you're still in your infancy, but it's coming together because people are now giving, and you're going to be putting wishes together, and you might even tie them together with people who are living in the different and various nursing homes. Or you have built the beds, and you delivered the beds. Can you talk about, any one of you, can you talk about what did you feel when you brought those 14 beds yesterday to people where you saw them being built, you stored them, not to have them in storage, but to get them out. What, what did you feel, family? <laughs> I, I will tell one cool story from yesterday is one of the kiddos we delivered to had helped the previous weekend build the beds. So wow. I thought that was cool. That's the first time we've had a story like that. Maybe we didn't know about it prior, but that's... That was really cool to know a kid helped build his own bed. Wow. Yeah, for me, um, I'm like uh, I'm like like I was, I'm like everybody else. I uh, want to come up with an excuse on why not to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, life's busy. We're all busy. Uh, but when you go out and you grab a, a two by six and you start making a bed and a kid is climbing over you wants to run the power tools. You put the bed together and they're instantly jumping on it. And they climb into bed and they grab a book and they pull the covers tight. Um, that's, that's why we do what we do. Right there, the look on their face of pure thanks. Yeah. That's, that's why we do what we do. Happiness. 
Uh, Grayson, as you see people building the beds, what do you see of the workers, the volunteers who are building? Uh, what, what do you see in their eyes? What do you feel from their aura, the sense in the room and out, out into the outdoors? Because sometimes you have to be outside. You've got a fire and you're branding these beds. What, what do you sense? What do you feel from those who are putting forth this effort? Aren't you glad I invited you forward? Yeah. <laughs> are they sad? Are they angry? Are they happy? Are they... you uh, got to settle them down. I think they're happy, and they know that these kids, they deserve a better life, and mm. I think they're just spreading kindness, and they help live in the way of the Lord. Okay. So they're loving kindness, and they're walking humbly with the Lord. Okay, Nolan, we gotta have, we got to hear from you. You've been there when you've delivered the beds. What do you describe for us? We've not been there. Uh, Dad did a little bit, but from your perspective, what do these kids experience? Uh, just happiness, knowing that they can sleep in a good bed tonight. Sleep in a good bed tonight. And how does that make you feel? Uh, pretty good. Makes you feel really good, huh? So as we now begin another uh, nonprofit organization, um, uh, Keep Wishing, uh, what do you hope for, Heather? I guess just to spread more awareness maybe of these people that are living out their wishes. Um, I think it's, we can always use happiness in our lives and that's something, seeing these people um, live out their wishes, it's, it's going to bring happiness. Okay. So what I see is not only the people who are making these things are, are being blessed, but it's secondly blessed when they go and they deliver, whether it be a wish or granting a wish. Uh, can you just imagine, I, I, I think of a nursing home resident, I, I suppose there's some things you've got to get over, waivers, or wouldn't it be great to have one of the residents just fly over Wayne Zion Lutheran Church or whatever they want, you know, and I know that Barry flies out of here and uh, gave Liz and I and Joseph a ride. It was so cool, I mean, to bank and, and to see uh, maybe your home in Monticello or Anamosa or how, how quickly you can be in Dubuque and here and really you get up and you can almost see, you can see Cascade like it's just a couple miles away when you get up in the plane, all these things. So we're going to have an opportunity in, right now, this month, our noisy coin offering. Is, oh my gosh, that's getting heavy. Is going for the food pantry. Uh, next month it's going to be keep on wishing. Keep on wishing. And we hope that we can participate and come alongside of you all and uh, make some wishes happen. Um, Jesus says the, the world wisdom um, and, and what Jesus is doing is foolishness. That's not foolishness, making someone's wish come true. You are being kingdom builders. You are creating happiness. You are creating blessedness. This is what Jesus is talking about. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And uh, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so is it for us when we come alongside them. Thank you, Weir's family. You didn't quite know what I was going to do with this. Uh, you can catch the uh, article. Has been, we got permission to reprint it in your bulletin. And so it's there. And let's just give our Weir's family a nice... Thank you. Very good.
Wow, I've never had um, an illustration like that in a sermon. I think that's great. So God is able to use organizations. God is able to use governments. God is able to use church bodies. God is able to use religious and non-religious activities and organizations to care for the least, the last, and the lost. The gospel of our Lord. Amen. O saints of God, will you rise and share the affirmation of your faith as is found here in the Apostles' Creed on page 217. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. With that, let us rise and receive this blessing, and then we'll sing our sending song, and then go have fellowship and uh, treats that have been prepared for you. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast, fast to that which is good. Render no evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. We say, thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.